to a new episode of Hot Girl Habits with me, your host, Ellie Bird. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about why not getting enough sleep is holding you back from your fitness goals. So before we get started, let's just get on to a little weekly roundup. So I've not actually done that much the past week. Um, it was Valentine's Day. That was super cute. And I went to Gusto's for dinner. Awesome vibes. Very romantic. Um, but other than that... Um, like two days later, I got poorly. I still probably sound a little bit like, like, muffly, bummed up, ew, gross. Now, so let's ignore that. Let's pretend I don't sound like that. But what can we do? Um, but yeah, feeling a bit ill. Um, but we're on the men, so it's okay. So yeah, I've just been like chilling. Watched the new season of You. That was very good. If you watch that, don't like many seasons. I'm not really like a series watcher, but really like that one. Um, and that's all I've been up to really. So let's get on with the episode. So the quote of the week for this week is give yourself permission to rest. So kind of relevant considering I've been ill the past few days. Um, but also relevant to the episode. So rest is super important. I think it's a really easy thing to neglect, especially when you are working towards certain goals, specifically fitness wise, or even just in like work or studying, whatever it is. But Resting is going to help in every aspect of your life and obviously it's balancing that rest like you know you don't you don't want to be over resting to a point where you know maybe you're just procrastinating but you do need to make sure that you are giving your body enough rest because that is where it's going to recover and it's going to allow you to really you know do the things you want to do have the energy to do them so yeah that is our quote of the week so the science behind how much sleep we need um, has quite a few different answers, but generally it is between eight to ten hours. So for a lot of people, you'll find having less than eight hours just isn't enough, and it's not giving our body the time it needs to get to its optimal functioning. Um, and then with regards to napping, they say that twenty to thirty minutes is our ideal amount of sleep. Um, this gives us enough time, enough time to kind of reach those vital functions, but not go into too much of a deep sleep, so that when we wake up, we're not feeling good. Um, another thing to think of with our sleep is that, so we have our circadian rhythms, the rhythm we go through when we sleep, um, and it's important to wake up at the right part of this rhythm, so if we go into too much of a deep sleep when we're napping, that's why you can wake up feeling more tired. Ideally though, we just want to get a good amount of sleep each night, and then we shouldn't even feel like we need to nap. Um, again, the science behind that is super different, and everyone is going to be different, like, some people are going to thrive off having that little like half an hour nap each day. Um, and yeah, and with sleeping in the evenings, um, what can really, really help you feel more well rested is getting to the right part in that rhythm. So something that can really help that is getting more sunlight during the daytime. Um, we're all kind of victims in this day and age of like not actually getting out much um, in the daytime. And then we don't sleep as well because our body doesn't really know that it's time to sleep because it's not had that daylight yet. So that's something that's um, quite important to keep in mind. Um, and something that can make it slightly easier to feel well rested at the point where you do wake up is um, waking up at the right part in that sleep cycle. So something that can really help is having um, a setting on your watch. So if you've got a smartwatch, I've got a Fitbit um, and I know that you can do it on there. Um, but there's a setting where you can basically um, set it to wake you up at the best part in your sleep cycle. So you set an alarm, and for like the half an hour before that, it will wake you up at the point that's like going to be the optimum. Um, and there's also the Lumi alarm clocks, which basically have like a light. So they'll like light up gradually, and then the alarm will go off, and it makes you wake you up more naturally because obviously, like we 
we all need to be up for work and stuff like we're not cavemen here like you've got to kind of wake up when you've got to wake up you don't always have so much of a choice so yeah that's um something to keep in mind with regards to your sleep all those things are definitely factors um and what is the purpose of our sleep so the purpose of our sleep there's so many reasons but i'd say the main reason behind it is to essentially like balance our hormones um and this is allowing us to like focus, it's allowing, allowing us to balance our cravings, control our energy levels um, and to recover. And this is where if you're someone that's into fitness, you're going to be building muscle um, and all things along that aspect. So if you think that really plays into every part of your life, like all of those sort of purposes of sleep, because if you're feeling good, your hormones are balanced, you're able to focus, you're going to be doing better at work. Or studying whatever it is that you do we're able to balance our cravings we're going to be eating better therefore we'll be fueling our body better Um, our energy levels are going to be balanced so you know we'll be able to exercise be more active um, and just feel happier like we all definitely feel happier when we've got those higher energy levels Um, you'll be able to recover you'll be able to build muscle more if that's your aim or whether it's weight loss you'll be able to reach that goal better because you've got the energy levels to do it so yeah, definitely helps with pretty much everything. So I did a poll on my Insta story. So if you don't follow me on there, it's Hot Girl Habits Podcast um, for our podcast account. I actually did it yesterday. So I did it 14 hours ago and we've had loads of responses. So love that. Thanks to everybody that's responded. So if you don't follow us on there, give us a follow because every single week before the episode, I'll post the poll and it's just nice to you guys to get involved um, and I can bring it into the episodes then. So the first question I asked on there is how much sleep do you get per night? And we've had 16% of people have said less than six hours, 76% of people have said six to eight hours and 8% of people have said eight plus hours. So that's pretty good. So ideally, supposedly we want to be hitting that like eight to 10. I definitely say I'm in the six to eight, which is where obviously the most number of votes are. We've got quite a lot of votes under six hours, which really, guys, come on, we need to get a little bit more sleep than that. So, um, yeah, something I do notice, um, I know obviously a lot of people that have voted, and I'd say quite a few of the less than six hours do have kids or work shifts. Um, a lot of our six to eight hours, to be fair, a lot of you guys have kids as well that I know of, um, and then... Um, our eight plus hours um yeah to be fair you guys are like all kid free which is <laughs> pretty nice um so yeah obviously lifestyle factors are going to affect your sleep especially if you've got like a young child they are going to be waking you up through the night so don't feel like it's going to super you know if it's something you can't control it is what it is but if it's something you can control there's definitely a way you can really improve your lifestyle by getting more sleep the next question i posted on my story was um, do you get a consistent amount of sleep each night? Um, and we've got 37% yes every night, um, 37% same on the weekdays and then different on the weekend, and then 27% of people have said different every night. So pretty good though that at least, well, 37% of you have said every night you do, which is perfect. That is actually the optimal way to sleep. So something that's really going to help with your sleep cycle is getting to sleep at the similar time every single night because it gets your body into a really good routine and it's going to allow you to have a deeper sleep each night and it's also going to allow you to fall asleep quicker because your body kind of associates that time with falling asleep um, so no matter what you've done that day you should be feeling pretty tired um, and the same with um, so I look, well, 
um, 18%, 37% have also said um, the same on weekdays and then different on weekends, which isn't quite ideal in regards to it is better if we can have the same each night, but it's still pretty good because at least you've got some sort of pattern there. And then we've obviously got the 27% which are different each night. Um, so yeah, again, that's really going to depend on your schedule. I think especially with the different each night, like if you work shifts, it's so hard to sort of, um, you know, get that same amount each night. And then I've put a little question there saying, what is your sleep schedule like? Um, so we've had a few answers. So somebody says, I have no issues. I literally get into bed whenever I, and I knock out, whether it's 7.30 or 11.30. To be honest, I'm the same. I could honestly just fall asleep at any point in time, which is funny because I'm so full of energy. But like, put me in my bedroom, asleep. But I think that's because I've created an environment in my bedroom which does make me really tired. Um, as in, like, I don't really go in there for anything other than if I'm going to sleep. So I don't have a TV in there um, or anything like that. So for me, my bedroom is that place where I just go to sleep. Um, somebody else, I always said horrendous. <laughs> um, somebody said bed for nine latest, relax till ten and then wind down to sleep. Which definitely works for some. I know for me, like for me I can sit and read in bed but anything else and it's going to keep me awake for ages um somebody said baby dependent which is so true like if you've got kids it's kind of out of your control um somebody says only differs if I'm into a new series and time flies and that's the thing like I think if you're someone that gets too into a series you do have to be quite strict with yourself and be like right we're turning this off at this time or we're only watching this many episodes because it's so easy to get like sucked into it and before you know it it's midnight and you've got to be up in like five hours so um yeah and also you want to give yourself to unwind after watching like tv and stuff and being around lights um somebody else said all over the place with shifts um i just sleep as and when i can i never get more than six hours and i think that's something to really think about because it's really it really holds you back to only get that little sleep all the time and I know you really can't necessarily control being on shifts, but if there's a way you can, like it's worth contemplating that and seeing what roles you could maybe change to. Because if it's something that affects you, obviously not everybody's going to feel super affected by it. But like I know at my old job, I used to do shifts, and God, if I was on that overnight shift, no, the mental health it was not it for me. Like I just always felt dreadful. Um, and somebody else said not ideal. <laughs> so yeah. Then our next question was, do you, find, do you find yourself feeling tired often? And we got 78% yes, 22% no, and I put what part of the day. So we've had a few answers to this one. Somebody said from 6pm onwards, which to be honest, isn't the worst time to be feeling tired. Like, you know, it depends on your, your cycle of when you go to sleep and wake up. But if you're someone that gets into bed at nine, starting to feel tired from six isn't the worst thing ever. Um, I guess it's just planning your day around that's so maybe like you know working out before then um, and using that time to just be chilled and give yourself that time to rest you know like we don't need to be full of energy all day long somebody said the days where I'm less busy I feel more tired whereas the days come non-stop I don't feel tired do you know what I'd agree with that I think the busier my day is it's like it stimulates me to stay super awake somebody else says around 1 to 2 p.m um which I definitely think is think is when a lot of people do have a bit of a crash I know this person has a sit down job as well and I think being sat down all day not moving too much definitely gives you that like crash feeling especially when you're just in front of a screen all day so with that it definitely maybe would be helpful to go out get some fresh air on your lunch break get some sunlight exposure um or even getting um, a sunlight lamp for when you're working um so you can get like the loomy lamps and almost just use it as a normal light for when you're working and that should hopefully give you more energy levels 
um, somebody said mornings and wide awake at night. Um, with that one, I think doing stuff to help you wake up could be super helpful. So like we said, um, getting a lamp with a light um, or one of the watches that wake you up um, at the most optimal time. Because hopefully then if you wake up a little bit better, um, that will really help. Um, this person answered one of the previous questions saying that they're always pretty much asleep by 10. So I don't think it would be the time you go to sleep. I think it could be the quality of your sleep though. Um, so, you know, doing certain things before you go to sleep, which we'll discuss in a moment, um, could definitely help. Um, somebody said, I tend to hit uh, really badly with tiredness around 3pm to the point that I need a nap. Um, which I mean, having a nap isn't the worst thing. Like like we said, go for hopefully that like 30 minute nap just so you don't get yourself too tired. Um, but yeah, and again, maybe is there things you can do just before this point, like maybe the lunch break walk, um, getting more sunlight, things like this could really help. So yeah, that's something to think about. I'd say that's probably when I get tired actually, like probably around 3pm is when I'm like, oh, I could do with a nap. Um, especially if I've had a bit of a chilled afternoon. So it is interesting how that happens. Somebody said early afternoon and somebody else said the morning. So it's such a different response from everyone. And it's because sleep is so personal. Oh, there's a couple more actually. Somebody said, I feel tired all day, every day um, on my first six shifts and my first, wait, on my six shifts and my first day. Oh, so essentially, unless this person's not working, they feel tired. So this person said that they always get less than six hours sleep though. And I think, that's probably why, like, on all your shifts, you're obviously getting six hours sleep. Your first day off, you're getting six hours sleep. And it's probably not until following that that you're able to actually get enough sleep and rest your body. So with that, I think you've really got to start prioritising your sleep a little bit more. Um, and no matter what time of day it is, um, just working on, again, we'll go through the t uh, tips for a good sleep. But I think, you know, like, it's, it's really doing what you can because it's not going to fix itself kind of thing um and yeah it's just it comes up with so many problems in the long run um somebody said that they get tired at 3 to 4 p.m but they, then they can't sleep at 11 p.m so i guess that's the problem isn't it it's making sure if you are feeling tired at that point in the evening um, and you did nap let's say they've not said that they nap but if you were that you're not then ruining your sleep for the evening but um interesting to see when everybody has their little points when they crash um okay i then asked what is your ideal numbers um of hours sleep and we got um someone said well we've got two percent less than six hours geez this person or people yeah it's people must be um crazy if they can get over get under six hours sleep and feel fine um then six to eight hours has 51 percent Eight to ten hours has forty-seven percent, and then um, that's all the answers. So um, I'd say I'm probably, I'd say eight is like my optimum. Like even if I don't set an alarm, I seem to wake up at eight hours. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say for me, I'm probably probably in the eight to ten hour gap. Um, I think eight to ten hours for me doesn't tend to fit my schedule just because I wake up so early. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, on my days off, I probably do get eight to ten. I probably get about nine. So yeah, I'd say I'm probably in that little bracket. Um, and then I've put give a little bit more context and people have said um, I physically can't function on less than eight hours sleep I take medication that affects it too someone said I can fully function with as little as three most days so I just whatever I feel I need somebody said more consistent sleep through the night instead of waking up and stirring or getting heartburn somebody said I can't function on less than nine hours 
um, more hours the better for me. Um, somebody said, for some reason, when I have over eight hours sleep, I still feel tired, whereas six to eight is just perfect. And that's such a thing as well. Like, the science has shown that for some people, getting over a certain well, everybody will have their number, but if you go over a certain amount, you are going to feel like kind of more tired. And I think that's because you reach a point in the sleep cycle where you're not in your ideal place to wake up anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. But the number of hours for that will be totally different for everybody. Um, then someone said, I'd love a proper night's sleep again. So that's somebody that works shifts. And again, I think it's just that shift pattern. Like, it is really, really difficult. And it's kind of being really strict with yourself that I am going to get that good number of hours sleep no matter what. No matter whether that's having to be throughout the day or whatever it is. But shifts are so difficult. Like, it's really hard to work around. Somebody said, eight to seven is okay but too busy to have less than that and not feels not feel spacey. No, I'm the same. That's the thing. I think when you're busy day to day, like you need to get enough sleep during the evenings that you can go, go, go all day long. Um, someone else said eight to nine, I feel completely rested. Less than that and I don't feel my best above average, but I know I need it. No, I'd say exactly the same for me. I just know I thrive off getting um, probably eight to nine hours. Um, and then I also asked you rely on caffeine to feel awake um to which we have had 21 percent have said yes and 79 percent have said no great answers guys love that from you um yeah i'm the same to be honest i don't rely on caffeine i think because i'm quite aware of the effects of caffeine the half-life of caffeine i know for me more than anything it just affects my sleep and i do like caffeine um but i'm just quite aware that it's probably not the best thing to rely on because then if i have a day where i am particularly tired I know for me, caffeine does make quite an effect on me, um, so it is actually going to help me then, and I'm going to stay awake, but I really try not to rely on it, and I just have it if I'm out, and because I do enjoy it, I do think it tastes nice, um, so yeah, then people have replied to that saying, I don't rely on it to stay awake, no, but I do rely on it to train, which is another interesting concept, because I think it's quite good to not have caffeine every single time before you train, because then you're going to get into your head that if you don't have it, like you don't have the energy to train, so I think especially like pre-workouts and things, like if you have that every single time, maybe try sometimes just having a coffee. Um, and yeah, or maybe sometimes just don't even have a coffee, like especially depending on the workout you're doing, if it's a bit of a lighter workout um, or, you know, certain times of the day. Um, and somebody else has said, I don't like coffee or energy drink. I only really drink water and squash. Amazing. She's a health queen. We love that. Um, yeah, it's really good to like not rely on those things and not that there's anything wrong with drinking coffee But it's more so like how much you rely on it, how often we're having it, how much we're having um, Somebody else said no, but it bloody helps <laughs> You're not wrong <laughs> um, Somebody else said coffee to wake me up in the morning coffee when I feel like I'm gonna fall asleep at my desk at 3 p.m So 3 p.m. Is actually quite late to be having a coffee depends on you depends on the time you're going to sleep and everything like that but I'd say if you start to feel tired at three, maybe try and have that coffee in anticipation slightly before that, just so it's slightly earlier in the afternoon so it shouldn't affect your sleep so much. And hopefully you won't actually reach the tiredness feeling if you do that. Um, and then somebody else said, for some reason, caffeine doesn't affect me, which is interesting because it has such a different effect on everybody. Like, um, it's like anything really though, like everything's gonna react different in other people's bodies. Somebody else said, on a work day, I'd have maybe six caffeinated drinks minimum just to get through, um, which really isn't good. Um, let's try not to do that. 
So there's so many effects from caffeine if you're having that much. Um, it can really affect the balance of your hormones. Um, yeah, it's just not ideal. It is going to give you energy crashes. You're going to end up relying on it. You're going to have withdrawals on the days you're not taking it where you'll feel dreadful. Um, it's going to affect your sleep. So the half-life of caffeine is it's slightly different in everyone, obviously, but about an average of 12 hours it's filling your bloodstream. So that will be why you're not sleeping well as well. Um, and it is a cycle and sometimes you've just got to, you know, cut that down. So cut it down to, if we're having six minimum, let's go for like five for one week. When we get used to that, let's go for four, three, two. Um, take it down to being maybe just one eventually. It will take you a long time to reach that, to be honest. But you'll probably find that the more you cut it down, actually, the better your sleep is going to get. And therefore, if our sleep's better, then we're going to not feel like we need it as much. Um, so yeah, definitely cut that down, especially because you're not getting much sleep anyway. Um, that's probably a major factor. It's probably not even the shift pattern as such. It will be the fact you're so buzzed off caffeine when you get into bed that even the sleep you're getting is not good quality. Um, and it might feel like it is sometimes, but if you've got so much caffeine in your system, it really won't be. Um, somebody else said, caffeine gives me the jitters and makes me feel anxious, so it ain't worth it for me. Yeah, fair enough. See, I know if I have too much caffeine, I feel like that, but I, I kind of know, know my own balance to know how much to have. But it is interesting, and I think you definitely don't need to cut out caffeine, but it is just being aware that it can really affect your sleep because the half-life is so long. So, um, yeah, if you are someone that has a lot of caffeine, it's definitely worth trying to cut that down um, because it is going to actually make you feel more energised in the long run to cut it down and therefore have a better sleep. So, yeah, so let's move on to, like, tips for a good sleep. So now we kind of know, ideally, we want to be getting, like, 8 to 10 hours. Ideally, we don't want to be drinking caffeine, um, sort of, at least 8 hours before bed. Because if you think, let's say you get into bed at 10 p.m., ideally, well, we want to be asleep at 10 p.m., ideally, we don't want to drink caffeine after, like, 2 p.m., because... Anything after that is still going to be quite high in our system when we get into bed. Um, and therefore, we're not going to be feeling great. We're not going to have a great sleep. Um, so, yeah, we've looked at all of those things and even waking up. So, yeah, try and wake up at a good part in your sleep cycle. So, you can you can use your watch for this. Um, or you could get a Lumi clock. Like, there's loads of different ways. Um, something I find really helpful, actually, as well, with regards to waking up. Now, this is going to depend on you, the time of year, where you live. But is um I don't have like blackout curtains. I have I used to sleep with my curtains open as well. But now I just have ones that aren't like super dark because I do find it's so much easier to get out of bed in the morning when like the sun has already risen. Um so I really, really like having curtains where like the light can come through. Um so yeah, that's just me. But obviously if you work shifts, that's probably not actually that helpful for you if you're trying to sleep through the daytime you probably actually do want the blackout curtains. So again, like, they're also situational, these things, but that can be really, really helpful um, for me, for the room to kind of light up on its own. Obviously, in the winter, that's not happening, but in the summer, it does, and I think that definitely helps you wake up feeling more energised and awake. Um, so yeah, so let's move on to tips for a good sleep. So first of all, our bedroom temperature. This can be hard if you've got a partner and you don't agree on the bedroom temperature, but making sure it's not too hot or cold for yourself um, there are optimum temperatures, which you can give a search, but I would definitely say, like, for each individual, it is going to be different. Um, but setting the temperature in the bedroom where you feel comfortable and you can sleep, 
Um, secondly, a comfy bed. Again, so different for everyone. Some people like soft, some people like hard, some people like in the middle. Um, some people like a weighted blanket, some people like a cool quilt, a warm quilt, um, like puffy pillows. I sleep completely flat, I'm so weird. I sleep like underneath my pillow. Um, but yeah, finding out what is comfy for you. If you don't find your bed comfortable, like get a mattress topper, um, get new bedding, like so many things and it's going to be a bit of trial and error but the way, like finding a comfy way to sleep for you is just going to make such a difference. Um, and then ear, ma um, ear masks, <laughs> ear plugs or an eye mask can be really, really helpful, especially if you live somewhere that's a little bit loud or you do shifts, that can be super, super helpful to help you zone out. Um, so yeah, using them can be great. Um, sleeping in a dark room, again, especially if you do shifts, um, really helpful if you know you're not sleeping in the hours where it is actually dark. Um, essential oils can be really useful. With this as well, a lot of it can be psych psychological with the oil, so that scent of the of the oil can you will start to associate it with going to sleep, and it will naturally make your body tired when you smell that now. So that can be really useful. Um, don't eat one hour before bed, so just so our body's basically not digesting food when we get into bed can be really really helpful. Um, don't use your phone one hour before bed. So as we know, like screens and not just phones, like TVs, everything because. These screens give off blue light and the blue light is keeping us awake. Obviously you can use blue light glasses for this, but it's definitely more beneficial to just pop it down. It will mentally zone you out better too, like maybe have a read um, or have a bath. Like, you know, just like little things that are like going to make us feel more tired before bed rather than that light. Um, and if you do work at a screen all day, wearing blue light glasses when you work can be really helpful too. Um, just so your eyes aren't so acclimatised to that blue light. Um, that will really help with your sleep even though it's obviously hours before um, having a consistent bedtime so this is a really important one so your sleep cycle you'll get used to it your body will start to feel tired at that time um, and yeah and generally because you'll be waking up at that same time you'll probably get tired at the same time so yeah having a consistent wake up and bedtime especially the bedtime um, can be really really useful um, having a bedtime routine so things you do every day before you go to bed, this is going to put your body in a really good routine and it's going to make you associate um, sort of those things with going to bed, getting tired um, and yeah, even just silly things like doing your skincare, all of that, like things you obviously probably do anyway but really purposely and intentionally like turning off the screens, going and doing that, spraying those essential oils like it is really going to get you into that headspace of like, right, we're going to sleep now. Um, as we mentioned before, no caffeine, eight hours before bed. Um, the half-life of caffeine is about 16 hours. Obviously, it's always going to depend like kind of how much you're having and stuff um, and how much it affects you. I know for me, I can't have caffeine after like 2pm because my sleep will be really affected. Like I'll wake up quite a lot during the night. Um, so yeah, everyone's different with this, but definitely be aware of it. Especially if you train in the evenings. I see so many people taking pre-workout at like 6pm and I think, no, like you're going to have the worst sleep ever. Like, don't do it. Um, so just be aware of those things. Um, also remember that like tea has got caffeine in. So unless you're buying like herbally teas and stuff like that, um, like normal kind of English tea has got caffeine in. So remember that that is something that can affect your sleep too. A lot of people have that right before bed. Um, then the next one is to get more sun sunlight during the day, which might seem unrelated because it's hours before, but 
the better we get sunlight during the day and stuff like that, it's really going to make our, like, cardiac rhythm, cardiac rhythm, <laughs> our um, circadian rhythm much better, um, and therefore it's going to help us kind of have more energy during the day and hopefully our body to realise that it's nighttime at night and makes feel more tired so that can be really helpful um, and then also having herbal teas at night so chamomile tea for example will really aid your sleep um, and again it can massively be just like a mental association so having that taste that smell is going to make your body think oh we normally do this right before we go to bed so doing all those things together can be really really helpful so all these things can really link to our fitness goals as well. So let's say your goals are to build muscle, right? If we're not getting any sleep, we're not going to have much energy. We're going to be craving sugar, so we're going to be eating that as opposed to our nutritious meals with lots of protein, lots of veggies, which are going to aid us in growing muscle. Um, we're going to want to skip workouts because we're low energy or do workouts where we're not really pushing ourselves to our full potential. We're going to be lowering our recovery because our recovery is happening during the evening. Our hormones are going to be in balance because we're not getting enough sleep and um, our body's going to be feeling stressed so our cortisol levels are going to be high um, and yeah all of these things combined are just going to lead to no results and it's pretty much just a cycle and also our mood's going to be lower like we're not going to be feeling great um, we're probably not going to feel great in ourselves um, so yeah and then also let's say another fitness goal maybe our goal is to uh, is weight loss again if we're not getting enough sleep we're not going to have enough energy again we're craving that sugar we're going to be eating that instead of like kind of high protein which is going to help us you know change our body composition get to that result we want um again our body's not going to recover well from our workouts so we're not going to feel like we want to do more workouts and therefore we're just not going to reach those results again our hormones are going to be in balance and being high stress is definitely something that affects um, our like weight loss results massively. Um, and again, with both those fitness scenarios, you're probably going to rely on caffeine a bit too much. And it's just going to be a cycle of that affecting your sleep again and again and again. So, yeah, no matter what, no matter what our fitness goals are. Um, and again, it doesn't even need to be their kind of more aesthetic goals. It could just be that you you want to get really good at a certain sport. You want to you know, build up your running, do a half marathon, you want to um, work on, I don't know, we're doing powerlifting, we're doing bodybuilding, whatever it is, um, if you don't have those energy levels, like, you're just not going to be able to work to the best, we're not going to be able to eat the best, um, and our body is just going to be stressed out, and even just in general life, right, like, if in the workplace, like, you're not going to be able to focus, like, your energy is going to be low, you're not going to be coming across your best, because, you're going to come across stressed and, um, you know, maybe a bit grumpy. I know I'm so grumpy when I'm tired. So, yeah, I think it's just remembering that, like, every single aspect of your life is going to benefit from you having more sleep. And it is something that really will hold you back from your goals. So, yeah, you know, let's make all our life align. Let's make all our intentions align and start working on that sleep. And I know it's so situational, like, especially if you've got kids, if you work shifts, but... Within that, it's just sort of doing what you can. Like, try not to rely on caffeine because it really is going to affect your sleep, especially at those late hours closer to when you are going to sleep. Um, so, yeah, always try and leave that eight-hour gap between your last caffeine kind of consumption and going to sleep. Always try and get as much daylight as you can when the daylight is there. Obviously, if you're awake during those hours. Um, and, yeah, just try and be as consistent as you can. Um, and, obviously, if you've got kids, eventually you'll reach a point where the kids aren't affecting that quite so much 
um, which will be amazing. And something I'd definitely say with kids, if you can, is if you put your kids to bed at, let's say, like 9pm, try not to stay up yourself then until like midnight, try and maybe get a good, like, kind of early-ish night with them, just so that you're getting a good length of sleep, like, you wouldn't let your kids stay up until midnight and then get up for school at, like, 7am, so, you know, try and kind of what's that thing do as I do not as I say do as I say not as I do try not to do that and try and actually like be an example and also get that good night's sleep because you know it's beneficial at all ages so yeah so I hope this episode helped you guys um bit of a random one but I just think it's something that we don't always think about that much and we put all this energy into these other areas and other aspects of our life um but actually like getting like something as simple as just getting a few extra hours sleep a night making sure that's good quality sleep can really like completely change your life um so yeah just something to think about something to try and implement into your life a little bit more um i hope this episode was helpful sorry if i sounded a little bit croaky a little bit like bunged up um because i am so we move hopefully by next week i'll be just sounding like my normal self again um but yeah thanks so much for listening guys and um if you want to give us a follow on socials the podcast is Hot Girl Habits Podcast um, on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And then for my personal accounts, it's Lbird, so E L L B I R D on Instagram, and Ellie Bird Fitness on TikTok and YouTube. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next Wednesday for the next episode. Bye.